0: Hello, everyone, and thank you again for your wonderful support for the Rowdy Buddhist Podcast. I'm really appreciative of it. I appreciate everyone's patience. We're working very hard in opening a new temple here. and I've been very busy at that, but I've always been uh, thinking of lectures to share with you. Of course, now uh, it's an important time to focus on the specifics of what makes Buddhism and its practice beneficial. What helps us to understand the world in all of its craziness and confusion and what is the core and base of our teaching. This is very essential to help us from being led astray. So as we know as we see in the Europe at this time and elsewhere around the world that we cannot see, there, is, there are many wars going on, as well as pestilence and famine, etc. But war seems to be the big issue for people right now. We haven't... Uh, there are, of course, in, in most countries, uh, many wars. The United States uh, itself has not had an invasion or other countries attempting to attack it, etc., besides uh, some uh, terrorist attempts except uh, you know as such. So therefore a lot of modern people uh, may not really understand the concepts of war unless they came from a country or place that had experienced war. And there are many of those places. Unfortunately people are not aware of them because they do not name it uh, deem it newsworthy. so therefore we are not given the information to know, the full spectrum of the full reality of the world. And in this situation of war, what teachings specifically of the Buddhas are we able to share with others? Because again, before one practices Buddhism, one usually has to meet with Buddhism. That means see another person or even the Buddha uh, to see Buddhism, what is the difference? How do we use Buddhism, actualize it, manifest it in our daily life to, to deal with, to see in perspective reality as such? And that, of course, is compassion. Matri Kuruna, or compassion. It's one of the major virtues in Buddhism. And we see the two major being Compassion and Wisdom being the balancing forces for one to have a proper uh, perspective of equilibrium. Maitri means loving kindness or affection. And Karuna means compassion or sympathy. But when we think of compassion, in the Buddhist sense, as I said, uh, the word Jihi means both empathy and action to remove suffering. so, But in this word, Karuna, this word is the idea of compassion. So this word to, together, Maitri, Karuna, is loving kindness or affection and compassion. The former is said to be the providing of comfort. As the idea of loving kindness changing, that if, for instance, if someone uh, gives you something negative, that we transform it with our Buddha nature into the idea of loving kindness. Buddha nature is this kind of power that can take anything, positive, negative, and give a, bene- a beneficial uh, result. Doesn't matter what comes. So therefore, as Buddhists, we don't have to look for perfection in order to get a good result, or positivity. So therefore, the idea of simply looking for positivity, or trying to surround oneself with positivity, or happiness, or uh, freedom, or peace, etc., is not the idea of Buddhism. Because we have a Buddha nature in our mind, this transformative medicine, that whatever happens comes into our mind, and is ultimately changed, or... uh, how do you say manifested as loving kindness or affection in our life towards other beings, and when you say loving kindness, a lot of times people misunderstand what that means because love, of course, is a loaded word. What it means is to view with the proper respect, pr- proper adoration of the being, of their Buddha nature, of their potential, and that we look at living beings with this, and that we don't. Um, we don't subject ourselves to the simplistic, egotistical uh, differentiation between self and others. I like or I don't like, that type of idea. So the former is said to be providing of comfort and the latter is the removing of suffering. So idea with compassion we remove suffering. That is the action. We receive all actions and manifest it and change it or heal it through loving-kindness and provide that of compassion, which removes suffering of other beings. This important way of thinking about compassion is was systematized into what we call the four immeasurable minds. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. It's a very important teaching. The first of the four immeasurable minds is, as we said, loving kindness. That is the idea of providing comfort to sentient beings. It so happens that when we look at the six paramitas, six perfections, the first is ofuse, of idea of giving without the idea of reward. What are we giving? We are giving providing love through loving kindness, comfort to sentient beings. Second, through compassion, we have the action of removing suffering. That is the manifestation. So we as Buddhas, and the Buddha himself, is a conduit of this compassion. That is why the Buddha only gives out compassion nothing else. So we receive through loving-kindness, that means appreciation of the other, respectful of the other, the understanding of interdependence. And then it is changed to the medicine, into compassion, that which removes suffering. And then third is sympathetic joy, this joy is a real joy, not just a happy joy, you got what you wanted, uh, you feel happy, accomplished or something. No, this is a heavenly joy, a great joy, beyond any concept of joy. Sympathetic joy means the idea of being in other people's shoes. This is what Komoto Sensei taught me so many times. In order to understand Buddhism, have to be in other people's shoes. So the third, sympathetic joy, means taking joy in sentient beings that their suffering has been removed. As we talked about many times about the priorities of life, the purpose of life, sometimes people think, oh, they go back into themselves because they think, oh, I'm being taken advantage of by others. I'm being uh, abused by others. So therefore I'm going to go back into myself because I had given too much of myself to others. So therefore they regret being kind or trying to develop loving kindness. But we mustn't do this. This is because we have to develop it properly. And if we pro- we do it properly through these four steps, through these four immeasurable minds, that means vastness of mind, wisdom. We can experience this true joy. I see this as a very good example. We call it contemplative laughter. So when somebody does something uh, wrong or crazy, like for instance, my children, when they do something, sometimes uh, bad or uh, make a mistake or something like that, and I see them, I chuckle, not about them or mocking them or making fun of them. No, to myself, because I understand my nature as well. So in that I have a understanding and can sympathize with them as a, as a sentient being. But also I know that they have an opportunity to see the Buddha depending on what I give to them. Compassion. Then in the idea, the fact that their suffering has been removed. That is the essential understanding, essential point. And four, Equanimity. What we leave behind, as I said before in the last lecture, what we leave behind in our life is our status, is our meaning. What do you ask yourself, what is the meaning of life? Well, what we give in this life and what we leave behind for others. So in this equanimity, which is the fourth of the immeasurable minds leaving behind love and hatred from our minds and instead leaving equanimity balance that is born from loving kindness exemplified by compassion <coughs> experienced as sympathetic joy and manifested through our lives as equanimity. This is the idea of liberation. And it's very attainable in this world. So as we see things going on in this world, sometimes we feel out of control. If a war is waging, what can we do to stop that war? What can we do to help those suffering beings? We must take that negativity through loving-kindness, manifesting it out as compassion, having true sympathetic joy, and restoring equanimity, because war, famine, pestilence, is, in the Eastern sense, an idea of the imbalance. Even if you look at Chinese medicine, the idea is about balance or unbalance. So this... homeostasis, homeostasis, which is the equanimity of the body, is the state that wishes to be attained. But that state is a fluid state. It's always moving. It's not just a place. And that is through the intuition, the naturalness, the awareness of beings to the reality of things as such. Buddhism teaches us by putting compassion into practice we can do that by these four states of mind so again we look at something don't bring it in with confusion don't receive it with anger don't receive it with uh, irritation we as buddhists have been told by the buddha of the true mind true state given the example Instead, receive that through loving kindness. Provide comfort to other beings by doing this. Not just on the physical state, but there is a spiritual ability. Then, through compassion, suffering is removed and enlightenment is brought forth. Then, we 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 Give and experience the true idea of sympathetic joy. We take true purpose, true joy in the removal of suffering of others. The removal of the suffering of others is the most important aspect. That is the true concept of interdependence, seeing the Buddha and others, the potentiality. And then by doing that, we can establish again the equanimity, which leaves behind all love and hatred. Because in war there is both love and hatred. One must love their country and hate another. One must think they are right and think someone else is wrong. That is the only way that we can make conflict. But if we can restore, through the Buddha's teaching, the equanimity that all beings truly wish and strive for, this is the way to end suffering both for ourselves and for all sentient beings, therefore fulfilling the four great vows. So I hope today you enjoyed this teaching about the four immeasurable minds. Thank you very much for your support. Namumi Ohorengi Kyo